Hello, this is Saeedu Zaman from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 29th of August. The Delhi police today booked a Delhi government school teacher for allegedly hurling communist slurs at a group of Muslim kids in her class, Indian Express reported. Students alleged that on 23rd of August, as they were celebrating Chandrayaan 3's moon landing, their teacher Hema Gulati targeted them. The incident took place at Kailash Nagar government Sarvodya Bal Vidyale in Delhi's Gandhinagar. Following the incident, a group of students and their families protested outside the school. Parents of the children also filed a complaint with the police and the Directorate of Education. An FIR was registered against the teacher under the Indian Penal Code Section 153A, which is inciting hostility between different communities, 295A, which is outraging religious emotions, and 298, which is uttering remarks with the purpose to injure religious sensibilities. Family members of the students reported that Gulati claimed Muslims made no contribution to India's freedom struggle. Several kids also stated that Gulati made derogatory remarks regarding their religion. Deputy Commissioner of Police Shadra, Rohit Meena, said that the students who were subjected to the harassment will receive counselling from a juvenile welfare officer. Today, the Manipur Assembly held a one-day session, the first since violence broke out in the state on the 3rd of May. The session lasted about 11 minutes before being adjourned by the Speaker amid protests by the Congress. The session began at 11 a.m. and ended shortly after the obituary references and tabling of committee reports. The Speaker of the House adjourned the session after the Congress protest caused a ruckus. Amid protest, Manipur Chief Minister N. Biren Singh moved an obituary reference and a two-minute silence in memory of those killed in the violence. Biren Singh said that matters pending in the court need not be discussed in the House. Notably, all 10 Kuki MLAs of Manipur were not present in the House. The Committee for Tribal Unity and Indigenous Tribal Leaders Forum recently condemned the session's convening, claiming that the current scenario does not allow Kukizo MLAs to attend the assembly. Former Manipur Chief Minister and Congress leader Okram Ibobi Singh remarked on Saturday that the session is an eyewash and not in public interest. Since ethnic riots erupted in Manipur on 3rd of May, more than 160 people have died and hundreds have been injured. Listeners, from cops to teachers, transfers in Manipur have mirrored a deep ethnic divide in the state. Over the last three months, as many as 2,263 government employees have been transferred to districts where they feel safe with the numerical strength of their community, according to an affidavit filed by the Manipur government in the Supreme Court earlier this month. These include officials from the Indian Administrative Services, Manipur Civil Services, Manipur Financial Services, High Court of Manipur, Police and Education Departments. With the Manipur Secretariat in Imphal nearly emptied of staff from the Kukizo communities, 10 legislators from the state had earlier demanded a separate administration for the Hill districts and had written to Prime Minister Narendra Modi seeking separate DGPs and chief secretaries or officers with equivalent powers in such areas. My colleague Shiv Narayan Rajpurohit has detailed this in his report titled From Cops to Teachers, Transfers in Manipur Mirror a Deep Ethnic Divide. You can read the full report at newslaundry.com. We are able to bring you our reports and analysis only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 900 rupees a quarter. During the hearing of police challenging the abrogation of Article 370, the centre told the Supreme Court that the current status of Jammu and Kashmir as a union territory is temporary. Subsequently, the Supreme Court asked the centre to specify if there is a timetable and roadmap for restoring the statehood of Jammu and Kashmir. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta said he will be able to give a positive declaration on the time frame on 31st of August following a meeting at the highest level. While Jammu and Kashmir's status will be reversed, Ladakh will remain a union territory, he noted. Several petitions have been referred to a constitution bench since 2019, challenging the repeal of Article 370 and the Jammu and Kashmir Reorganisation Act 2019, 
which divided the former state into two union territories, Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh. About four days after political science lecturer Zahur Ahmed Bhatt also filed a plea in the matter at the Supreme Court, he was suspended by his university. While the top court had already instructed Attorney General R. Venkataramani to look into the suspension, Justice B. R. Gawai today questioned the centre about the close proximity of Mr. Bhatt's court appearance and the suspension order. According to the Air Quality Life Index report for 2023, published today by the University of Chicago's Energy Policy Institute, air pollution shortens the lives of residents of Delhi by around 11.9 years. The report also says that in South Asia, one of the world's most polluted regions, rising air pollution can reduce life expectancy by more than five years per person. The AQLI assesses the impact of particulate pollution on life expectancy, and the study uses data from 2021 to calculate the impact on life expectancy. Rapid industrialization and population expansion have contributed to worsening air quality in South Asia, where particle pollution levels are now more than 50% higher than at the beginning of the century. According to the survey, the northern plains which include Bihar, Chandigarh, Delhi, Haryana, Punjab, Uttar Pradesh and West Bengal are the most polluted regions in the country. It says that the average resident could lose around 8 years of life expectancy if the pollution levels persist in the northern plains. The conviction and three-year sentence of former Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan in the Tosha Khana corruption case was suspended by the Islamabad High Court on Tuesday, PTI reported. The hearing was presided over by Chief Justice Amir Farooq and Justice Tariq Mahmood Jahangiri, who pronounced the judgment. Khan's lawyer also confirmed the judgment, saying the court had approved the request of Pakistan Tehreek Saf chief. Although Khan has received a favourable judgment, it is unclear whether he would be released from the attic prison, where he has been held since his detention by Karachi police. On 5th of August, a trial court in Islamabad convicted and sentenced the 70-year-old chairman of PTI to three years in prison. The cricketer-turned-politician was jailed on allegations of illegally selling state goods obtained by him and his family during his tenure from 2018 to 2022. He has also been barred from politics for five years, making it impossible for him to run in the next election. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.